This is a sales business, you need it. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Harold Schwazy. Now, Harold has been in the business for over 33 years, and he's done over 2,900 sales and units. Now, he's also a market leader in five-star reviews. And today, we're going to be covering vast topics of building your sphere of influence, managing expectations when it comes to sellers and buyers, and we'll bring it home with being great communicators as a salesperson and becoming a true sales professional, or I like to say, a professional athlete in sales. So Harold, how are you? Welcome to the show, my friend. I, I am great, Peter. I don't know who gave you my birth certificate, but that's my given name, Harold, but you can call me Hal. That's I go by Hal. So love thank it, you. love it, Hal. You know, I, you made a joke before the podcast and I was going to say Patrick Schwazy. <laughs> I'll take that. Trust me, all day long. I yeah. love it. I love it. But listen, take us back to day one. Take us back to 33 years and one day ago. How did you get started in real estate? Why real estate? And what drew you in? Boy, at the time, I was, uh, what, 29 years old. And I had done some corporate sales in uh, the Bay Area of California. And a good friend of mine lived in the town of San Luis Obispo. I went to college. And he says, hey, why don't you come work for me uh, in my real estate development business? So, well, I'm making $33,000 a year here. I've got a company car. And he goes, I'll pay you the same thing. So I went uh, to work for him in the early uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had a, a bit of a recession. And most of his work, even though I was living in California and he and I were working together, was up in the mountains of Idaho and Sun Valley and some of these ski towns. So he, he kind of closed the doors and said, hey, good luck. You're on your own. And he goes, hey. Uh, I bought these uh, real estate tapes from my um, for my ex-wife, uh, from a guy named Mike Ferry, who's a business coach and real estate coach. And I started listening to those and I just got my license. So middle of July 1990, um, got my real estate license. Yeah. That's so. crazy. Do you remember what your first, your second, your third year looked like? Oh, yeah. It, painfully so. It's just like an emotional scar. So first six months in the business... Um, I don't think I sold a I sold a house, and then my second year in the business, I probably made probably grossed twenty thousand bucks and spent eight, so I made maybe twelve thousand dollars. So I was actually interviewing to get a job, almost thinking about giving up on real estate in that second year. And I apologize, I started in ninety one, so this is ninety two, and I was listening to a Tony Robbins tape because I was going to get a job doing corporate computer sales for twenty five hundred bucks a month, and I said that'll pay my bills. And I remember uh, listening to Tony Robbins. He goes, you know, you can have a life by design or, or by default. And uh, I went, no, okay, I'm sticking in this. So the third year, I, or second, two and a half years, 93, I got some traction. I think I sold 23 homes and made $93,000, which to me was a lot of money at the time. Why, why such a big jump? What changed? What happened? I mean, we're talking about 20 some odd thousand dollars to 90 odd some thousand dollars. That's almost... Four X, four and a half X. 
Well, I mean, it could be, oh, yeah, it could be I'm a slow learner. It could be it took a while for me to catch, you know, I didn't know anybody, right? I didn't know, uh, you know, I had some sales experience, but not, you know, real estate sales is a, you know, a wholesale business to business type sales, not like retail where you can sit and wait. Or if you do, you're going to have a very challenging time in real estate. So it just took a while for those things to kick in. I was getting some training, getting some coaching. So it took a year and a half of me struggling before that third year, full year when it's like, okay, um, you know, I've kind of got some, some experience. So just part of the process. I mean, most businesses you start, I would tell people, um, you're not going to jump in and make a profit if you start from zero and have zero experience. Right. So, yeah, I think that's where people forget. Right. It's like we're actually running a business here. It's not like you have a job, a boss to answer to. Maybe if you join a team, you have some kind of a structure Mm -hmm. and some kind of guidelines, per se. But here you can do what you want, when you want, how you want it. There's nobody that's going to reprimand you for doing things wrong because there is no such thing as right or wrong. It's just your way. Now, there are more efficient, more effective ways of doing it, right? Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. And I know one of the topics that we'll talk about today is just being great communicators and great at sales itself. I think they go hand in hand. So what is it about that that you've learned over the years that has empowered you to do over 2,900 deals? Yeah. So I I think where people get confused is, is confusing real estate as not a sales job. So I got a lot of sales training. So, you know, just in terms of most people won't like this, but learning a a script as a way to get to an end result with a client, which is based on questions. So little nuances like asking good questions. You know, I'm just talking to a friend of mine that I mastermind with, very productive, high-end agent in the South Bay of Los Angeles, you know, five, six, $10 million properties. And he's talking about all the things he offers as value, which I think is important. Yeah, gosh, I do this thing, I do that thing. We got so many buyers coming in, you know, and I'm competing with these other agents. And you know, he was talking about me, 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 and I, 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 and 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 I go, hey, hey, gosh, um, where in that does it talk about the client, right? So learning to talk about what's important to the client is huge. Simple questions like, okay, you're thinking of selling your house. Tell me what's important about the process to you, right? Are you you know, what's the most important thing? Well, we want to get a good price. Okay, price is important. What else? Well, we don't want to take it, have it to take a long time. All right, so timing is important, great. And we'd like to know what's going on. Okay, so you want to be communicated with. So learning how to communicate well, people asking good questions, always acknowledging those questions in terms of repeating and approving what they say. Um, so it's a natural conversation, puts people at ease. Okay, so... I will, you know, 33 years in the business, doing this a long time. You know, I'm pretty confident in what I've learned and what knowledge we can impart. I lose listings to agents that might be two weeks in the business, right? How does that happen? They somehow connected or communicated better or said something that was more important to the seller than I did. Okay. So, so learning how to communicate well is a process. It's a skill. And I like what you said, Peter, in terms of, you know, athletes. So I was a, competitive college tennis player. And, you know, a lot of it's repetition on learning how to do something well so that then you can be more creative. 
right? So I think once you establish good things to say and then work from that base and learn how to, again, give people what they want in terms of communication, um, it's absolutely huge. So asking the right questions. I like to really draw the attention to asking the right question. There's, I have a few thoughts that are running through my mind. We always say two ears, one mouth, which means you can listen twice as much as you can speak, right? That's, that's yeah. point number one. Um, the quality of your input dictates the quality of your output. Okay. If you ask shitty questions, you're going to get shitty answers and you're going to be basically doing the heavy lifting. And then you have to persuade people and why they should work with you instead of them making the subconscious and then the conscious decision of why they want to work with you. And it changes the whole dynamics of the relationship, right? Yes. Um, and as we are talking, um, I, I don't think you can say the, the, the right or the wrong thing to the right person as long as you are being attentive and coming from a place of value and contribution. Um, like I sat down with a, with a seller a few days ago and they're telling me their plan. And my question was, well, why do you want to sell? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, everything that you're telling me leads to you buying more and more real estate. So why are we trying to sell your piece of real estate if we're trying to accumulate more doors? And as we started unpacking it, it came down to needing the cash and the ability to get into more projects. Through our conversation, I was able to offer him different solutions where there was a, oh, I didn't know I could do that type of conversation. And then it ended with, you're the only agent that didn't try to list my home, but gave me other solutions. Long story short, we have him in the process, getting additional funding and financing, then we are able to go and pick up multiple properties because we actually figured out that he's got other assets that we can use for collateral and leverage to go buy more stuff. So I turned one transaction into multiple transactions. Um, and it's it's been one of those things. It's just getting clear and communicating about what does the other person want? You know, I could have very easily just sold his home and called it a day, got my check and probably rolled him into the next property. But that wasn't in alignment with his long-term approach. So mm -hmm. I think communication is key. It's really understanding. Um, so then the question becomes, how many people do we walk away from or walk away from us by not us not being able to communicate what is it that we actually do? I mean, right now we have a mass exodus, right? Yeah. So, so you've been in the business for 33 plus years. You've been through cycles. You've been through different things. How do you communicate that to your clients and show the value other than having the years of experience? Because there's a lot more to it than just having years. Well, I have to say you've been in business how long? Um, just, just about like actually selling. I just completed my second year. Yeah. So, so the way you just communicated how important communication is and the questions you asked um, are light years ahead of where I was in year two. Okay. So hats off to you, first of all, Peter. Secondly, asking those right questions. Okay. Maybe you got more business. Maybe you didn't. But I'll tell you what, you probably create a, a customer for life with the way you communicated. And you came from a place of contribution to really help them. 
So you have to have the knowledge to do that because some people yes. may not have had the knowledge, right? Maybe you can get a bridge loan if you, you know, would you rather keep the property? So asking good questions like that, what's important about moving? I usually don't ask why unless I'm trying to get someone to justify something, right? Okay, So interesting. Like yeah, so if they're like, you know, if I have a seller and, you know, and we listed the property at a million dollars and it turns out all the offers are at 900 or we're not getting showings, and we, and we can verify it's usually a pricing problem or a condition problem. So unless they're going to change the condition, it only becomes price. Okay. So then we have that hard conversation. Well, I don't want to sell it, you know, for 900, right? Have you ever had any clients that uh, maybe don't want to sell it for a little less than we would hope? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> That's called a loaded question. Of course, everybody wants more, right? So those are the tough conversations we have to have. Yet at the same time, it's like, well, gosh, I mean, why are you guys even thinking of selling the house? And it might be, well, my daughter and my son-in-law are down here and, you know, we're missing all the games of our grandchildren. It's like, okay, so at $950,000 $50, less, you're probably going to be spending time with your daughter and grandchildren, right? And is that really important to you guys? Because that's really why they're selling. It's not for the money. It's like, what does this give me? It gives me a bigger house, smaller house, near family, away from family, whatever that life event is. So your wonderful questions in terms of digging helps you to help the people achieve their goal, right? It'd be the same thing with a real estate agent. Gosh, I want to sell, you know, 50 or 30 houses this year, um, but I don't want to talk to anybody and I just want to post on Facebook and, and maybe hold one open house a month. Are they going to sell 50 homes doing that, especially if they're new in the business? Depends. No. Well, okay. Uh, I, I, if hey, if they can post on Facebook only and hold an occasional open house and get thirty or fifty home sales, and that's what they're doing, good for you. But for the most part, yeah. this is a sales business. You need to talk to people, and if you haven't learned how to talk to them, and you get all your leads from not talking to people, then suddenly you have to talk to someone. Yes, that's how you lose a listing. Yeah, because you don't you don't have one. You don't know what to talk about. You don't know what to ask. It's it's almost like. You haven't traveled down that road, so you don't know what to expect. You need to travel a few times down that road in order to be able to anticipate, unless you actually do have a coach or you are spending the time and you are, you know, I, I always say like the phone calls and the role plays are like the practice and the scrimmages as a professional oh. athlete. Like a professional NFL player does not show up to Super Bowl and that's the first time they're running down the field. Every time you walk into a listing appointment, you're playing the Super Bowl, right? Absolutely. Or maybe you're in the playoffs or something along those lines. And your job is to get that ball down the field. Well, if you don't know that you got somebody running after you or is in front of you and you're about to get trucked, there's no way you can see that. But if you've been there, you know when to dip pivot go so on and so forth thanks for listening to this episode if you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below